Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped into our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is The Star. Let's set this up. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and this is recording number two. But it's okay. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. We are on top of everything. We are on top of everything. Although we're having some technical difficulties <laughs> again, it's a Wi-Fi thing. And I think this is something, Greg, everybody's dealing with these days. So you and I, uh, during the break between the two, uh, we got a plan B now. So if it happens, uh, plus the miracle of editing is wonderful, but uh, we have a plan D, B, B, it might be D, but uh, yeah, yeah. We, we can certainly uh, pivot on the fly and deal with the situation. I agree, one hundred percent. I'm, I'm. Hopefully, we won't have to do that. But I'm ready. Should that be required? Because it was a little scary, Greg. Because you froze on Zoom, and the look on your face was not very complimentary. I got to tell you, you thought that something was happening in my house. <laughs> it was scary. I was a little scared. So let's carry on. Uh, Greg and I have been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We'll start at the perspective of the employee, then move on. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Yes, we are, and I'm confident we'll continue to have that with this topic as well. Yeah, these two are kind of linked, and we had a really good conversation with the first one, so uh, I am definitely looking forward to this one. So, the star. A new star person comes into or is ordained within the organization, and you experience some or all of the following. This new person is held above all others. Nothing else or anyone else's ideas or experience matter. A lot of people are hanging on to this new person. Everyone waits on the star's ideas and thoughts. It doesn't appear that the star has the necessary background to understand the context of what happens in the workplace. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Well, like all of them, it it creates um, spin. You know, sometimes in the short term, it can lift the organization. If someone really is known and they, people are excited about it and there's good hype, hype ahead of time. Sometimes in the short term, having someone who people are excited about joining a team or an organization is a, can be a good thing. But if some of those behaviors that you talked about being held above, no one's ideas being listened, if the person themselves is about, thinks that they're a star or a savior or whatever you wanna call them, then it just can spin out of control really quickly. And then you lose the input and the energy of the rest of the folks that are on the team, which is just not efficient and it's not helpful and you miss the diversity of thought and all those things can fall apart. So it's okay to, again, have a star, quote star, someone who has got great performance uh, in other areas come, a new perspective, having them come, that's a good thing. It's what you do with a star uh, that, 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 uh, can either, uh, uh, increase or decrease engagement, productivity, and efficiency. This type of situation can really alienate people very, very quickly. And I agree with you. It's all in the setup and the delivery 
and how this person interacts with everybody else. Mm, that's right. hundred percent. So let's get down to some common sense. What are some things as a manager to help deal with this situation? Number one, when you're bringing in a special talent to help out, do not set up a savior situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be excited. Like I said, um, and it's okay to, to believe that they've got really interesting skills that might be missing from the rest of the team or experience or a track record that really is going to help the team. But how you set this up is really key. Um, and also how you set up the conversation with the person coming in. Um, you as a leader have a great opportunity to uh, lay a, a platform for dialogue, for uh, sharing, for... Uh, um, uh, inclusivity of tapping into knowledge uh, versus, um, you know, the savior that's going to change everything for us. And it, both in the minds of the person coming in and the, and the people that are there. And in your own mind as well. Mm -hmm. And in your own mind as well. You're right. Number two, ensure that you communicate to everyone that there is a gap or a need and explain the person and their role coming in. I really like this one. This really resonates with me, Greg, because in the policing world, when you're working on an investigation team and all of a sudden you're dealing with a bunch of stuff and the boss goes, listen, uh, I know we've got a lot of interviews to do and we have a couple really difficult interviews to do. So uh, Greg, and you know, some of you have worked with Greg before and, and know that he's pretty good at this interview stuff and he's really good at difficult people to talk to. Uh, he's available for a couple of weeks. So he's agreed to come over and give us a hand. So think about all our interviews and where he can be uh, of assistance and, 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 and things like that. So let's you know, grab this resource while we have it, bring him in and let's, you know, let's use them and uh, let's get on with this case. And, and uh, uh, he'll be here in a couple of days. Those of you that know him, reach out, let him know that uh, we're looking forward to him and stuff like that. And just deal with the situation just a healthy way. Well, you know, it's interesting because three or four things that you just said there really relate to the last one around hype. But what are the important things to be able to do that? Uh, so here's what I heard. I heard number one is context and intention. Again, why are we doing it? And what, what do we think it'll do for us? Like, what are we, what are we thinking? You just described it in that situation right there. But the other thing that uh, I thought was an, uh, a bonus that you said there is engaging people up front as to how best to utilize or leverage the experience. Uh, how best do we integrate that new person into the organization? So engaging the existing folks in it. So providing the context, being transparent, as to what they bring and what the opportunity is here and then engage them into how do we make this work is so powerful because then I've got skin in the game in order to uh, um, uh, be a part of this. I'm, I'm committed to that part of, uh, of this uh, onboarding and it's gonna make it more successful. Cool, remember, it takes a team to do a job. That new person will be part of a team. They're not by themselves. They need to integrate into the team and the team needs to allow them in. Yeah, and by engaging them in that onboarding process, your earlier suggestion is a great way to do that. Putting someone on a pedestal will often cause resistance from others. Yeah, and you know, none of us should be on a pedestal per se because you, you know, pedestals are pretty rickety. Um, and uh, the likelihood of fall. And also pedestals put people out of touch with what's on the ground and what the reality is. 
so pedestals themselves are, are, I don't know what they're good for, uh, except for holding the, the bathroom sink. <laughs> well, in the, in kind of the context that I, you know, the little scenario I unveiled a couple points ago, if you were introduced, Greg, the ultimate interviewer is coming to do the critical uh, interviews in this investigation. Make sure all the notes are ready for him to review. Well, that doesn't, you've been put up on a pedestal. So really what should be happening is, you know, you're coming in to help us out with some interviews and we're going to decide who's going to do it. And maybe you're part of it, maybe you're not, but we enter into a dialogue. Okay, this is our target. This is what's going on. These are the pressure points. These are the downfalls. This is some of the evidence that we have. This is kind of the theory we're operating on. And rather than just have a conversation back and forth, and maybe in the end you don't come into the interview, maybe you go, listen, I had something similar to this. Why don't you guys try this? Mm. I think you're, you know, this stuff, maybe you're the better interviewer. So, uh, maybe I can just give a couple suggestions. This is what comes from my experience. I took a course a couple of weeks ago and they talked about this. If you put somebody up on a pedestal, then that just takes away the possibility of any good communication between you and the rest of the team that are actually executing everything. I agree. I agree. And it's interesting because the next point that you have is, uh, don't put too much pressure on the new talent. You'll set them up for failure. Uh, and part of that is is not putting them on a pedestal, number one, but also how do you prepare them to enter? Um, because you can still say that, you know, um, Greg is a great interviewer and he's had lots of success. And I think he's going to bring some interesting new techniques that maybe some of us haven't had a chance to use yet or we can learn from. So we're, we are excited about this, but he's also a learner and he loves supporting teams and kind of going forward. Uh, and then sitting with Greg and saying, Greg, as you come in, um, this team is excited about what you could bring. And I will also tell you, there's some rich knowledge that is already here. Um, so I'd love you to just, you know, tap into see as the leader, you can set it up in a way that does the bridging. Um, helps them see the, uh, the, the diverse uh, perspectives and ideas that can help each of us grow. And I think uh, one of the things that we don't really cover in this episode, and we probably should have, was uh, what do we say to the star being brought in? But I really like that idea that the manager uh, is talking to the special talent. I don't like the word star, but I used it just to get a reaction from everybody. But that special talent coming in saying, listen, uh, this is a really important case to us. Uh, you need to go and talk to Alistair. He's the file manager. He knows everything about this case. And any questions that you would have, sit down with him and a couple other members of the team and get yourself up to speed. Because how we're going to solve this case is that we all have a grasp on what the facts are and where we need to go and where the gaps are in it. So, uh, you know, reach out to Alistair and sit down with him and he'll bring a couple other people and we'll just start going through stuff and uh, hopefully we can benefit from their knowledge and from your uh, abilities dealing with these types of people. So uh, let's get it done. Yeah, I agree. And we have to be really careful on how we handle stars or really special talent because they're always going to go on to better things. If they're that good at what they do, um, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket, thinking this is the long-term thing and that, uh, you know, they're going to be working for the team for years and years probably is not the reality of the situation. If they're that good and they're that sought after, this will probably be a temporary thing. Well, you know, uh, we've talked about this, I think on another podcast is that, you know, there are two kinds of stars in organizations. 
if you use that term. One is what we call shooting stars. And these are folks that A, want to be promoted and want to grow in the organization, have the capability to do it. And you do treat them differently, to your point. You, you uh, actually, they probably are going to go into better things and bigger things. And, and this is a learning stop for them along the way. But what happens in organizations is sometimes they spend so much time on the shooting stars, they forget about what, I can't remember the, who, who coined this phrase, but they forget about the rock stars. And the rock stars are the ones that are just there. But you know what? They are what holds everything together. And they're the wisdom. They don't want to be promoted, but that doesn't mean they don't want to be challenged. It doesn't mean that they don't want to be valued. It doesn't want mean they don't want to be growing. It's just they don't want to leap to the next level. So uh, in many of our conversations with leaders, I say, you know, really, really keep an eye on both your shooting stars and your rock stars, because both are really, really important to the success of your organization. And in fact, maybe the rock stars are even more important because they're the things that are going to move you along all the way. And you never waste money or resources when you send the rock stars on training or give them opportunities to learn how yeah. to do things. That is just a good investment because they're not going to, chances are they're not going to leave you. They may right. move around a bit in the organization, but every cent and, and every resource you put into those people, there is, you know, it's a great return. Yeah. And I, I think you can, with the right encouragement, the right culture, the right environment, anybody Anybody has the ability to be a rock star or a shooting star, depending on their skills, their background, but it's about your will. And often that will is created by the environment that the manager creates uh, and that each of us create because the manager isn't the responsible for everything in the environment, but they sure can impact it in a positive or a negative way. And really, this is what this program is all about is how do you show up? Um, and not get in the way and uh, create the right space for best things to grow. And the last point on the manager side is, uh, remember, you aren't the star. You remember the team, you're the manager, but quite often people identify with the star that they bring in. Mm, that's true. That's, that's very true. So as employees, there's a couple things we can do to assist as well. I think we have to realize that when somebody is maybe brought in with a lot of fanfare, that that might cause some resentment within ourselves. And we just have to be honest with ourselves that that's where we are. Yeah. And, and check yourself, right? Because we all have the below the line. We go into victim or we go into frustration and that type of thing. And that's, you know, it's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt anybody else. So you're right. Check yourself and say, hmm, you know, how can I contribute to the success of this? You know, it doesn't mean you have to be their best friend. It doesn't mean you have to, you know, spend all your time doing their work and that type of thing. You still have to be courageous and bring your points forward. But uh, if, if you're going to resentment, that's not going to be good for you or for the team. And there might be a need on the team. And if you're honest with yourself, you know it, that maybe there is a gap that needs to be filled. And uh, this might be the person to help the team get there. Yeah, and, you know, if you don't see it, um, ask you know, uh, Alistair, I know you announced that uh, Joe is joining us or Mary is joining us and um, with this expertise and you're excited about it, but I'm, 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 just, I'm just trying to understand how will their background experience, how do you believe their background experience will help uh, us reach our success? Um, I think it will, but I'm just not sure 100%. What are your thoughts? So ask the question, don't let things stir. Um, you know, and again, you, you'll know your boss, whether they're open to that or not. 
But if you're really churning about it, rather than talk about behind the back, pull the person aside and saying, you know, I am supportive of this. And, I, and in order to be supportive, I just want to really get clarity around what's the impact, where will they go, blah, blah, blah. And this person may have something important to bring to the game. And uh, that's a good thing, right? I mean, you know, after we've dealt with maybe how we feel about this and maybe the way it was done, but they may have something important to bring to the game. And if we realize that, I don't know about you, Greg, but I just like to solve problems and get things done. And if there's somebody, you know, if you show up to help us do some interviews and give us some insight on how to crack the tough nuts and maybe you're the one that goes into the room, then, hey, okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, and if you have a growth mindset or a learner's mindset, that helps you with this 100% because you're going to go in just looking, what can I learn from this person? Because we can learn from anybody. Uh, and there's always something you're going to be bringing to the game. might not be the hype, meet the hype that the person said, but there's always something you can learn. So how do you go with that learner's mindset uh, to the to the new star that's coming in? And jump in and help out the star when you have the chance. You're, you may be right. They may not have the required background in the task that you're doing. They may have a specific skill. And there's nothing better than to sit down with them, especially if they're open. If they're smart, they're sucking in as much information and, and creating as many uh, relationships as possible to help get whatever it is done then, uh, you know, sit down with them and say, hey, listen, you know, and think about it, you know, approach it in a really good way. This is what the, this is what they're going to need to help us out. Yeah, do the right thing. You know, it's all about community. This is how you're going to, because by what you give out is what you'll get back. And as you give that uh, support, if you give that offer, um, normally it comes around and it always comes around sooner or later. It might not in that specific moment. Um but then you can feel good about contributing to the team and the organization's success. And occasionally our bosses fall into the star mentality. It will happen. Uh, I've seen it quite a few times in my career where the boss gets into this, you know, star mentality, bring in the right person, everything's going to be great, you know, and it does happen. And sometimes you just have to, you know, go with the flow and, and help sort it out and play a, an effective role. Well, you know, so sometimes, yeah, it does. You get excited. You know, you you hear about someone, or maybe if you've worked with someone before, these are things we have our biases that are in place so we can get really, really excited about. And as a manager, you need to watch those biases. Um, and as a team member, sometimes you, I still be courageous and ask your questions because the, uh, you know, often those questions, even if they're not received fully, in the moment that will give you a response, they are received, they go in, they swirl around, they come back with regards, they will help um, regulate my star mentality uh, mindset. Um, so it is important to do that, but just also forgive, you know, they're human. We all get sucked into certain things like that. So I, I think that's a good one. And remember you're part of the team, you need to play a role. And sometimes that's more minor, maybe it's supportive but you're still part of the team and everybody on the team really does matter. And Greg, you and I have talked about this. I don't know how many times I love working in partnerships and I love working on small teams and different times your role is different, but you're still part of that team and the team's only as good as the people that are in it. I agree hundred uh, percent. And, uh, and it can get disrupted when you have um, a new energy that enters the team, you know, uh, with a star, especially a, a big energy, which uh, if someone is called a star, they're going to have big energy. 
So uh, that can, but, but it's a collective energy, a team and uh, play your role and find a way to bridge, uh, find a way to learn and find a way to contribute. That's awesome. Now, this has been kind of quick, this episode. So what I suggest is that we each give one piece of advice to the star or the talent that's being brought in. What do you think? Sure. That sounds good. So one piece of advice that I would give to the star, if I was the manager bringing them in, or maybe a mentor or somebody they reached out to talk to about this situation, what I would say to them is this, go in there quiet, create a relationship with the people, find out what the issues are, have a really good discussion, um, you know, try to talk to as many people on the team as possible, get the lowdown on what needs to be done, and during those discussions, don't come in as, a, you know, I'm the best, I can do this, I can do that. There's nothing better than a, a quiet professional coming in saying, hey, hey, Greg, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, uh, listen, I was asked to come in and give you guys a hand with some stuff. I'm just really ha happy to do it. Uh, what's going on? What can you tell me about uh, this task that we're doing and the person that we're looking at? Uh, uh, this sounds really, really interesting. So let me know, where are we here? Like, what's going on? What do you think about that? Well, tell me some more about this. This sounds really, really interesting. And just build those relationships. Come in, uh, be quietly professional, confident. And especially if the team is in a, in a situation where they're up against the wall a little bit, somebody coming in that's calm, that's you know, sucking in all this information and asking really good questions, that's really good for the dynamics of the team because... You know, maybe they've been floundering for a little bit and this person's coming in and and you're going to infuse some of your your quiet confidence in this. It's, oh, that's kind of cool. This is this is unique. Yeah, I'm into this. Let's uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down and let's work out how to deal with this situation. I like that kind of quiet, confident, listening to what people are saying, creating the relationships and just taking care of business. Yeah, I do think that's really important. I think it can be different depending upon what's the need of the organization, what's the kind of thing you need in the moment. But I think that respectfulness, that that um, learner's mindset of the star, uh, that that recognition that uh, in order for any shift or change or success requires the insights of those that are already here, uh, as well as new ideas that can blend together to create something great. So I would, I, I do think it's a good, a good uh, piece of feedback to give to folks. I would also uh, uh, want to provide context again. Where are we right now um, in the organization? Um, context around who will you be working with and kind of where are they at right now? Um, I also think there's a little bit of uh, um, clarity, you know, set clarity up front of what you want and and also what the culture is so really helping them understand how to be successful in this culture and 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 what we're trying to shift from a culture perspective so really almost the lay of the land and is so important uh to begin with and then i think how you show up is what you were talking about which is really really key is you know, if it's one that you need enthusiasm, you need people to give hope, you need people to maybe come in a little louder because that's a part of what it is, but you can be loud and curious at the same time. And uh, curiosity is the key thing 
and valuing those that are already there is the second thing. So those would be the builds that I would have on yours. Context, what the culture is, context of organization and individuals, what the culture is, uh, and, and then really just how you show up with, uh, with lots of curiosity and valuing of what's already existing, um, but also courage if you need to bring through ideas that you think are gonna change. I'm really glad that you brought in that last part about maybe sometimes you have to come in a little louder uh, and things like that because I'm talking from a very specific set of circumstances in what I did, which is probably different than how you, you know, the types of businesses you were in and maybe the types of businesses of some of your clients that you give advice to. And I'm glad you expanded on what my approach was. But, you know, maybe there's times when you have to come in loud and, and rally the troops and, and do what you have to do. And I'm glad you added that because I realized after I said what I said that, you know, I'm talking from a very specific type of experience where I have experienced these things. And that's why I like doing this podcast, because we come from such diverse backgrounds. And with you touching a whole bunch of different organizations because of what you do for a living now, being a consultant and a coach. I'm glad you brought that in because, you know, I'm talking and this is why I like this podcast, because I think if every manager out there, whether you're new or more experienced or, or maybe you're on the other side, you're kind of winding down things. It is so important to sit down and talk to somebody else about what you're experiencing, some of the things that you're going through and maybe you know, blind spots that you have and things like that, because that's what this podcast is all about. You and I talking. And, and I think we just showed that again here where I come from a very specific, you know, kind of job that I did for most of my life. And you probably, uh, in your experience, touch a lot more different types of organizations and leaders and, and managers. So I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to ask the question because I realized that, okay, I'm stop. I'm sitting here with a very specific experience. And, uh, I don't think Greg might have a different approach to it. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what this podcast is about is our contrasting work experiences. Yeah. And you know what, even with what you said for me, you know, my grandmother gave great advice and I think everyone's grandmother or aunt or somebody's given this advice. And that's that, uh, we were, we were created with two ears and one mouth. <laughs> and what does that mean? It means, uh, listen twice as much as you talk. So even if, it's about creating energy and a little louder. You still listen twice as much as you talk. Um, that's what great, um, whether you're a star, whether you're the savior to the business, whatever you are, that's gonna be that's gonna be key. And this advice, what you know, I was sitting here listening to what you were saying, and this advice about coming in as the star or the savior or you know, the special talent, whatever however you wanna phrase it. But this is also good advice if you're like a new manager or like a senior person coming into a team for the first time or you've been brought in that because it's uh, the team's mandate is expanding, what they're dealing with is expanding. This is also a good approach when you come in. Like, can you imagine a team that's six months into something? And in my context, it would be like a major investigation. You're coming in now, you're the boss of it and you have none, none of the context of what's going on. This approach, you know, it, it would be very helpful in that situation as well. That dinger, I don't know if you heard the dinger go off on my computer. It sounded like that was a brilliant idea. Dun, dun, dun. And he said it. So sorry. I'll take that. that. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's probably sorry. your calendar, but because uh, I know. I think, I think it is. Because I'm pretty sure you have a four o'clock and that gives us like nine minutes to wrap <laughs> this up. But uh, right, right. Greg, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. <laughs> ah, 
was that a wrap up? I can't remember. I think it was. Yes. Okay. That's good. So, uh, listen, we hope that some of what we've spoken about, you find helpful. Uh, we hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry, but Greg, your philosophy. Yeah. You know what? We end this, uh, each of our sessions with this. And the philosophy is that, um, the best learning and experience that I had both being coached and as a coach is when I left the conversation with a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn joy that I uh, am making progress or doing some things right churn that maybe I stumbled or maybe I haven't yet learned the skill to move ahead what I want to do and in both circumstances uh they're good it's just what you choose to do with it and so we hope in this podcast that uh, whether you're a star coming into an organization or whether you're a uh, a rock star, a shooting star or a rock star that you, you got a little bit of churn and you got lots of joy and that you've been able to take something you can take back into your workplace. That's awesome, Greg. And, uh, just before we say goodbye to Greg, uh, quick shout out to another town that has town city. I'm not sure has snuck into the analytics and, uh, I love finding these places. I have no idea where they are, Greg. Wandsworth, United Kingdom. Thank you for checking us out. Ah, welcome Wandsworth. Now I'm going to have to Wikipedia it and find out where it is, but uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for dropping in. Uh, Listen, folks, remember people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.